Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, Rick, I am here with Rick de Blasio. Rick, if you could just listen to our pre-talk, Rick is an absolute brilliant, brilliant uh, gift to the world. He is a consultant. He uh, is a supply chain expert. He is an operations expert. He is a logistics expert. He uh, gets deep into strategy. And before I give away too much, Rick, um, I just want to say thank you for taking time, taking time out of your day to talk to us today. Yeah, my pleasure, Mike. Well, uh, Rick, before we go too much further, why don't you kind of tell us how you ended up here um, in, uh, in, in your words, Tell us how you ended up in this position. Well, I started out as an HR guy and uh, was asked to move into manufacturing and then asked to move into sales. And as I got more progressing, I started to get into general management. And I had the pleasure of working for some privately owned companies uh, and some very large multinational companies. And I continued to move up. I retired first in 2006 from Wolverine Worldwide as a as a, uh, a group president responsible for global operations, and I, I was going to do some consulting for Bissell Floor Care. Both companies headquartered in Grand Rapids, where I'm at, and ended up going to work as a senior vice president for global operations for the Bissell Floor Care company for another seven years, and I was I was. Uh, 63 at that time. And instead of continuing to work, because I'd always wanted to start a consulting business, I decided to retire a second time and begin Elk, uh, Elkhorn Associates, uh, which is my, my consulting business. Okay, great. Hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to let you get away with this. You mentioned to me that you, uh, and you know, out of great gratitude, I'm thankful for your service to our country, but you also mentioned you're a Marine. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I, I was a Vietnam era kid. I was in high school and graduated in 1967. Wanted to go into the Marines then, right out of high school. My dad was a World War II. Uh, he was a doctor, was with Patton at Bastogne and uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, and he said to me and my mother, Rick, you're, you'd be a lot happier as an officer. The war is going to continue. Go, go to college, get your degree, and then go into the Marines as an officer. And that's what I did. Got married, went into the Marines. As I was at the basic officer school in Quantico, thinking, uh, arrived in September, thinking in March I'd be in Vietnam. In January, we quit sending Marines in, in mass to Vietnam, so I didn't go to Vietnam. Uh, I was a tank platoon commander. Uh, worked very hard to get that billet partly because I, I don't like to walk. I'm not, I'm not into the walking part of being a grunt. So I got myself into the tank and I was there. And then I ended up spending my last year with the Navy uh, during the Mideast War of 1973 and was head of logistics and helped coordinate the mine sweeping of the Suez Canal, which opened the canal in 1974. And right. then I, right. I left the service. Rick, you, okay, so you can't just pass over stuff like that. Dad's a World War II vet. You, yeah, with you, a bronze star. Yeah, thank Again, let's salute. If I had a drink in my hand, I would absolutely, I would toast your dad and you too. But, but okay, so let's just say, 
<clears throat> we got a lot of great listeners. You're a absolute uh, incredible logistics strategy guy, right? So people that are listening, I, I hope anybody that's listening understands what's happening right now. Like we don't get people of this acumen when it comes to logistics. So if you could give anyone a great tip, anyone that just anyone that might be uh, a, a business owner or maybe someone that's part of supply chain, what's a great piece of advice you could give them just when they're either structuring or kind of evaluating their logistics of their company? What, what could you tell them, Rick? Well, Mike, I, th I think the one thing I learned early on, and I learned it from labor unions when we would be administering grievances and they, I get the story from the supervisor, the department head and and the union guys would tell me it wasn't true. And uh, I'd find out later it wasn't true. The supervisor had been pushed to tell the story the way it could be defended. And I find in, uh, in, in, in my business career, a similar occurrence, not that uh, supervisors don't wanna tell the truth. They just don't always know. So one of the key takeaways is problems as described generally are not the problem that exists. And generally the key to understanding is breaking the data down and asking your people to do the deep dives. Numbers tell the truth. And if you don't get low enough into them, you can't fashion a remedy. And that process also helps your people grow because they learn from, holy cow, this, this is really what's going on. This is this is our problem with our delivery, whatever. So I think those are the two things. And, I, and that applies across the board. Push, push back, get the data, make them break it down and let them help you lay out the plan. Because it's, uh, many cases, the solution becomes obvious. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. It's, uh, in other parts of the country, we call that a BS meter. But I don't know what they call it up there in Grand Rapids. But yeah, I'm not into the I'm not into the BS meter. But I'm going to tell you, I I have made a lot of money as a corporate guy and 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 through profit sharing and stock appreciation because we took uh, we were able when I say we the team we were able to take uh, underperforming or mediocre performance companies and lift them to a much higher level of achievement. And, you know, in this day and age, I had a guy that I worked for in the shoe business and he, and I was taking over all the manufacturing and logistics. And he said, Rick, he said, a good shoe delivered on time is better than a great shoe delivered late. And I think no matter where you're at, you got to keep that in the back of your mind because now getting to deliver the great shoe on time is the goal. And but understanding where you're off. I mean, as you and I know from the furniture industry, the biggest lesson I got from Herman Miller was, hey, we're delivering thousands, millions of parts. And I go to get a scorecard from them and they'd rip me up. And I, you know, I was only there for the scorecard. I wasn't in the day-to-day, -day. I was president of the company. And I finally realized we were getting ripped up because of our quality rejects or the fact that we weren't on time, we were th three days late or five days early. So you have, you know, okay, now I get it. This is the way this works. Let's adjust mm. and make those parameters our parameters, so. That's good. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. 
Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. All right, I want to, I want everybody to know a little bit about you. I really enjoyed our our pre-talk. I almost wish I had recorded it because I kind of enjoyed learning so much about you, but but tell us a little bit uh something that maybe everybody doesn't know about uh Rick de Blasio. Well, I I'm going to I already gave you a teaser and that was that I when I first started out, I wanted to be a labor relations specialist. I had wanted to go to law school to be a labor attorney, but my undergraduate grades and what have you, uh, I interviewed at the University of Pittsburgh and the assistant dean said, Rick, you're likely to be the next F. Lee Bailey. I'm not sure that name means much to anybody, but he was in his era was considered the best attorney. But he said, it's unlikely because you're never going to get into law school. So I was a little disappointed. I did work heavily on my master's. And industrial relations, you know, was my was my goal, but that got changed when I, I started working and, and the rest is history. But the second thing most people don't know is I've been a I've been associated with lacrosse at the uh, middle school and high school level now for over 25 years. I started in 1996 and I've been coaching at the varsity level for for most of the time since 2002 and have you know, our teams have achieved uh, quite a bit of success in Michigan. You can, you can Google East Grand Rapids and uh, see. And I think one of the things that trans, transfers to business and to my kids is how important it is that this is about them. Winning is an outcome. It's not a, uh, it's not Rick, an objective. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you again because you are sandbagging. Okay, people don't know this, Rick's in the uh, Hall of Fame of of coaching. Rick, tell us how many times your teams uh, played for the state championship. Well, I've I've been on the sideline for 14, uh, 14 seasons of varsity play as a head coach or assistant head coach, and we've been to the finals twelve of those times. You know, those fourteen, and we've all won right. seven. So all right, so and I don't quick. remember. I don't remember anything about the ones we won, but I can tell you every mistake I made. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how we're programmed. All right, so I'm guessing that some of your background and you implemented some systems into these lacrosse teams to help them perform at a high level. Well, are you going to ask me for my quote? Because I I don't want to give that away. We're great. We're going to get there. I want, well, to, I want to know. I want to know what did you do, right? What What did we do to take all of this great business acumen, military uh, genetics of military uh, high performance? How did that apply and impact the lacrosse teams? Well, it two two ways, and I'm going to save one of those for the later. If you please ask me, I will. My, we'll get there. We'll get, don't give it back. Okay. Uh, it's like, it's like I just referenced before it's analytics, you know, it's data, it's understanding. So we, we have a philosophy about how we treat kids winnings an outcome. It's not a, it's not a, a goal in itself. Um, and we have goals. We, we want to score 16 goals a game. We want to give up only six goals a game. We, we want to score those goals by 10 playing settled offense by two in unsettled situations two more when we're man up and we want to give up those goals only four and settled and blah 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 we move the ball up and down the field there's percentages so we lay out about 20 items in detail and after having the success we've had we pretty much can predict 
what it takes to get to the finals. And then the finals, there's a little bit of a crapshoot because there's emotion and there's other things sure, going sure, on. Sure. But if we hit most of our goals, unfortunately, we've been able to lay those out, how many ground balls we get, how many unforced errors we make. What's our percentage of shots on cage? What's our percentage of shots made? How Rick, many Rick. take away? Any so I, everybody, that's, everybody that's, that's listening. Who I am. I, that's and that's how I approach brilliant. everything. I well, here's the thing is, I think if anybody's listening, I know you just heard, you know, military background, uh, a logistics expert, supply chain, lacrosse coach. You have to understand that artistry and performance at that high level doesn't happen by accident. Rick, that's so intentional. I think anybody that's listening, if you could just say, whether you call them KPIs or, or 10 goals and giving up, whatever it, whatever it is, guys, have a system. Listen to Rick, everything he touches, not everything, but most things that Rick touches turn to gold. All right, so Rick, we're going to finish up. I'm going to hit you with two more questions that we finish up and uh, share with me um, a book that you love. Talk to me about a book that you love, Rick. Uh, there's a book out about Marine Corps leadership that talks about young officers, and uh, it is really uh, uh, inspiring because it tells you that the success of the Marine Corps in battle relies on 23 and 24-year-old officers who are on the front lines. And same in business, if you think about it, so much of the work is done by those younger leaders and the Marine Corps believes we're, we have no chance of succeeding in combat if we don't allow these young officers to make mistakes when they're in non-combat training environments. So controlled risk for sure, but don't be afraid to, to let the big decisions, bigger decisions be made at lower levels so those guys and girls can can learn. And I like it. Tell Marine me the name Corps of the book again. Trusted me and Rick I'd have to get the exact, but okay, it's a, well, we'll it's a, it's send a that to me. We'll put it in the show notes. I'll we'll make sure we get it. it in the show notes. Okay. And then Perfect. talk to me about, I know you want to tell us, share with us a, a, a real quote that hits your heart um, or, or a good piece of advice, but talk to us about that. Well, and, it, and again, it's a learned, it's learned over the years. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of situations and I understand that the team is weak and they need help and they're going to replace people. But one of my philosophies is in the quote, and it's my quote, is win with the players you have, not the players you want. And figure out many times 80% of the problem is not the players, it's, it's a lot of other stuff. So and especially okay. in today's millennials, treat, treat these young folks like the adults they are. And I, I tell my young coaches with our high school kids, treat these kids with, with maturity. We, we live in a high school where these kids drive better cars than I drive. They've, they've been to Europe more times than I've been to Europe. And, and, you know, when you start playing games, people see through that so quickly. I, I love it. So I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of recap Win with the players you have, not the players you want, not the players you want. I like it. I like, there was a, I, I'm an Auburn graduate and Pat Dye would say when it came to recruiting, he said, we may not get all the players we want, but we'll want all the players we get. Kind of like, I yeah. Like I mean, it's my, my quote in reverse. Uh, I like you it. You got to learn. You can agonize, you know, oh my God, I wish we had this, this sure, face off sure. guy. I wish, I wish I had this uh, engineer 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it goes along with my other philosophy that zero defects is the goal. People tell me I'm crazy. I walk into a place, had a boss, oh, we can't afford zero defects. And it's like, guys, it's the journey that, I love that it. it requires that makes it makes it worth it and it'll pay for itself. I so. love it. Rick de Blasio, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and understand more about, you know, logistics strategy, pick your brain, spitball with you, what's the best way to, to find you? Uh, probably my email or LinkedIn is, is also very convenient. Okay. Uh, and my phone number and Mike, will you share that? I will. I'll put it in the show that? notes. So just so everybody knows okay. if you're, if you're looking for Rick de Blasio, uh, if you just want to look him up real quick on LinkedIn, it's uh, Rick and then de Blasio, D-E capital B-L-A-S-I-O. He is a consultant at Elkhorn Associates. And so he's labeled on LinkedIn right now. Great picture with you. I'm guessing it's a grandson there in your picture on LinkedIn. It is. He's, he's a, yeah, that's my, I now have a four-month-old granddaughter. Oh, but, okay. uh, that's Gaines. And I just started him skiing this, this winter. So I love it. I love it. Five. Well, hopefully people reach out to you. And, uh, and just can, you're an absolute wealth. And I, I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, me too, Mike. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks for listening to the office marketing podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.